Welcome back to the show, folks. Welcome back. Or uh, if you're new here, welcome. <laughs> I'm Precious D. This is my co-host. I'm Honey Bee. Hello, hello, hello. We're a couple of friends making our way through the history of kaiju movies, and we are up to 1973 with Godzilla versus Megalon. Ooh-wee! We started in 1933, and here we are. Are 40 years later, Godzilla versus Megalon. Okay, so at the beginning of these films, I think it says Janus, Janus Films. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed that at the beginning of. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I recently saw this video of a, of like someone sending in like a birthday to a news, ain't like a news station so that they announce their news on like and today's so-and-so's 10th birthday so happy birthday so-and-so you know like at the beginning of the news and it was a prank and it was this news guy he's like reporting the news and he's like all right and today is Hugh Janus happy birthday (laughs) Hugh Janus it's Hugh Janus's 10th birthday and one of the newscasters just busts out laughing but the other one doesn't get it and and he finally, he's like telling him, you know, like, think about it. And he, and they just cannot hold it together, you know? Damn. And I just hope that there's a group of 10 year olds somewhere just fucking dying, just laughing their little asses off. And every single time I see Janice films now, I just think of Hugh Janice's 10th, 10th birthday. <laughs> okay. Uh... So welcome to the show. <laughs> They are a distributor of international art house films, named for the uh, two-faced Roman god Janus, which I believe is where we get January from. Ah. <laughs> uh, and so, yes, the current Criterion release things that are available on HBO and other places all have the Janus films at the beginning. I don't know that they had them when they were first released in the U.S., uh, this was released in the U.S. in 76, 74, 76. Okay. It got a wide theatrical release in the U.S. And I remember, I didn't see this in the theater, but I wanted to. Mm. I remember seeing a preview How old were you it. in 73? It would have been 76 when I would have had a chance. It came out in 73. Right, right, in, right. In, Toho. Japan. I would have been nine. Oh, I'm a little sugar baby. So I remember being at the drive-in seeing some other movie and seeing a preview <laughs> for Godzilla versus Megalon. And Ooh, I'm not sure. Nice. I'm not sure if I already had any idea who Godzilla was or not. But I do remember mm. thinking that Megalon was the robot because the preview was not clear <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought that the uh the Meg that Megalon was the robot just because of the movie poster. Yeah. You know, it has like the picture of 
JJ on the on the movie poster so I was like, yeah. all right, all right, it's going to be a robot. So I did not see it in the theater, but I sure I must have seen it on TV at some point. I just, I do know that eventually when it came out on video and stuff, I was like, oh, that's the one I wanted to see. But I probably saw it on Hell TV yeah. too as a child. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's the one that stuck in my head because that's the first one that I ever saw like a preview for in the movie theater. And this is one that got like the biggest U.S. release, the most widely seen. Mm. So there's people of a certain age that this was kind of their introdu- introduction to Godzilla. And oh, also wow, okay. kind of colored their idea of what these movies were like. So some of the more serious aspects of the earlier film, they may have been unaware of and think that they're all goofy nonsense like this. What? Do you feel like this movie is goofy nonsense? Uh, a little bit of goofy nonsense. I mean, the, the robot just sort of wills himself. But like, no more bigger. than... <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, okay. No, but okay. I mean, just compared to like the first two movies where it's much mm-hmm. more serious. Especially the first movie. Yeah, totally. But even the second movie yeah, is a, definitely. Little, a little more serious. It, this one's got a lot of the uh, same stuff we've seen over and over again with the crazy James Bond alien nonsense going on. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's a lot of running around, getting tied up, and shooting aliens disguised as humans in mm-hmm. cut-rate cut Planet of the Apes masks. Yeah, at one point, one of my notes, I was like, what in the Planet of the Apes is happening right now? Yeah, Planet of the Apes came out in 68, so they were definitely ripping off that design. They were definitely ripping off that mask design, but executing it much more poorly. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I do have to say the opening credit song is kind of like... If it's like walking in a winter wonderland meets Indiana Jones, <laughs> the opening, the opening credit song, it was very like adventure but also there was some like wintry Christmas sounds as well. And which kind of just brings me to the question. Have you seen the new Indiana Jones trailer? I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I, I don't know. I did see the trailer, but first I just saw someone complaining about how like Indiana Jones was going to be a girl. And I was like, what the hell? And then I saw the trailer and I was like, actually, this looks pretty good. And I'm kind of excited about it. In, I I mean, I saw it on my phone and I don't remember much about it. I don't mm. see Indiana. Uh, there might be a, a female <laughs> co-lead in it, but it's still Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's. It's yeah, not, it's his like do, niece or something. Or no, yes. it's his goddaughter. It's his goddaughter. Okay, yeah, because he doesn't have any real family. Because <laughs> he can't settle down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has that bastard son that he didn't know about. That we're not gonna. Oh yeah, Shyla Douche. About. There's yes. no way Shyla Douche is Indy's son. Yeah. Um. It's, uh, it's just you know neckbeards on the internet. Oh no, there's girls in my clubhouse. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very much like that. Indiana Jones is. It was very much out. like that. Yeah. I was, was sad to say, sad to say, it was also a woman who was yeah. saying this, like complaining, oh. and I was like, "What the hell?" She was complaining about everything having a strong female lead. Like, does everything have to have a strong female lead? Like, even the new Indiana Jones, and I was just like, "Gasp!" 
queen. I'm pretty Do sure. You need a hug? If you uh, sat down and did some analytics, you would find that there's still a majority of male leads in action films. And there's nothing wrong with strong female leads. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Anyways. And also yeah. Harrison Ford is getting fucking old and somebody needs to carry some of that weight. <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, opening credits song, Winter Wonderland meets Indiana Jones. Loved it. Very loved it. I really like the music in this one. some credits here uh directed by june fukada who we've seen direct a few of these other things story by sinchi sekazawa who's also done the story for a bunch of these other ones tomoyuki tanaka is the producer and he's been the producer all along here so honda is retired or semi-retired at this point not directing, not producing, not involved in this one at all. Chilling. It's 81 minutes. It's in color. Budget was $1.2 million. Box office, $20 million. Oh, we watched a dubbed version. Uh, Did you? I... On HBO. HBO yeah. has the dubbed one? Okay. I have it on mm-hmm. a yep. cover. I have it on two different Blu-rays, so I think I watched started watching dubbed and was like uh i can't i can't do it right now i know i'm so jealous so then then i watched (laughs) i'm so jealous i watched the subtitles you know sometimes i prefer the dub if i'm trying to take notes but also sometimes the acting is really bad (laughs) yeah i i i always prefer subtitles hbo doesn't give you a choice though it's just so much better it's kind of i know i don't know why how they decide but they don't give you the option to switch between one because sometimes on uh sometimes on netflix you have the option to switch back and forth but hbo does not do that uh, we have katsuhiko sazaki as inventor goro ubuki Hiroki another goro Kasabo. yeah we had a bunch of goros in the last movie we got a goro in this one they're Hiroki running around like rampant kawazi as rokuro or rokuchan ibuki that's his brother and we mentioned, we mentioned that Goro means fifth son. Sorry. I know that Roku is six, so I assume that Rokuro means sixth son. So I want to know what okay. happened to their what happened to their four older brothers. <laughs> Where are they? Yutaka Hayashi. Yeah, this is, is also our Panchito. Yeah. Yutaka Hayashi is Hiroshi Jinkawa. Robert Dunham as Emperor Antonio of Cetopia. Do they ever say what his name is? I don't remember. I don't know, but that uh, name is triggering. (laughs) Robert Dunham? Oh. Yeah, Dunham. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Koturo Tomita as lead Cetopian agent. Wolf Otsuki as Cetopian agent. Gentaro Nakajima as truck driver, 
Sakio Makimi as truck driver's assistant. <laughs> uh, no, ma'am, I'm, I'm not a truck driver. I'm just a truck driver's assistant. <laughs> Sinji Tagachi <laughs> as Godzilla. Hideto Date as Megalon. And Sugutoshi Komada as Jet Jaguar. Jet our... Jaguar. So this white dude, Robert Dunham, He's been in some other Toho movies, but not any of the ones we've actually watched. I've <clears> seen him in a couple of things, but they're ones that kind of slipped off our list. So we might come back around to him later or on the Patreon. We might see some of his mm, work. Okay. But he doesn't just come nice. out of nowhere. He's been in a couple other Toho things. He's oh, okay. Uh, he's one of those guys, you know, the... The white actor, living, <laughs> white actor living in Japan, picking up some work because they want a white guy. Hell yeah! So here we go into the. I don't know what the kill count is. The monster sizes are probably about fifty meters. And here's the summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. In Thanks, the first part Mickey. of night. In the first part of 1971. In the Japanese subtitles, it just says 1970X. The second series of underground nuclear tests was conducted near the Altians, Alutians, some islands, sending shockwaves as far as Monster Island in the South Pacific, severely damaging the island paradise and sending Anguirus plummeting into the depths of the earth while Godzilla narrowly no. escapes the fissure with its friends, to, uh, which its friends tumbled into. Yeah, this was a kind of upsetting. It was. For, and then uh, we cut to this kid on this fish paddle boat. The summary just jumps into the Seatopia background, but that's not really revealed until later in the plot. But uh, we'll go ahead and say it now. For millions of years, Seatopia, an opulent undersea civilization that resides in vast cities reminiscent of those of ancient Greece and Rome, has existed in relative peace ruled by Emperor Antonio. But nuclear tests in recent years has, have severely affected the cities via the earthquakes the tests produced. With the Seatopian capital badly affected by the most recent tests, the Seatopians plan to unleash their civilization's beetle-styled god Megalon to destroy the surface <laughs> world out of vengeance. Okay, I gotta say, if you are sorry, if you are new to this show, maybe, or first of all, welcome, but um, you probably don't know that I love tiny toys, and this movie gives me all the tiny toy joy, okay? I love <laughs> tiny toy towns, toy, tiny toy cars, tiny toy trains, even tiny toy kaiju. I love them all. But there is so many, so much toys all the toys in this movie. I really, I just was like, yay. This movie, though, it had so a really good. low budget, so a lot of those toys were recycled. And you notice the main battles, mm. the main battles between the kaiju were not in cities. They were just on a open landscape without any models. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a little too early to say this, but I feel like the, the kaiju battles in this film are like legendary like the elite of all the battles that we've seen so far <laughs> okay and maybe that's why because they only had each other <laughs> instead of like all the models and stuff 
On the surface, an inventor named Goro Ubuki and his little brother, Rokuro, and Goro's friend, Hiroshi Jinkawa, are off on an outing near a lake when Setopia makes itself known to Earth by drying up the lake. The trio was relaxing nearby and using it as a base of operation. So the kid is out there off, just off the shore a little bit on this amazing and ridiculous fish boat. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of this thing, Honeybee? I felt like they had like a toy and they were like, oh, shit, well, this is what we're going to use. We need to make it look like this. <laughs> so this, you haven't Because it was movie. just so silly. It's really weird. But I think if I was a kid that age, it would mm-hmm. seem like the most awesome thing ever. Oh, totally. It's kind of like a paddle boat, but you don't paddle it with your feet. I think the there was some levers that his hands were on. I think that's what makes it go. It's mm-hmm. a big plastic fish or fiberglass or something. There, you sit on a fish, and then there's these two fish beside it that are like the paddles. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a jet ski with training wheels, but for a child. <laughs> like that like that shape. Yeah. Like not it motorized, was really unclear. but just like you would sit on it the same way. Right. Well, it was a little unclear if it was motorized or if it was m- moving the handles back and forth that made the paddles go. I'm not sure. Mm. Or they I might think it was the it. handles back and forth. Yeah. Because I thought it was a paddle boat until I looked closer. I'm like, oh no, there's no place for his feet. So it must be the handles. Anyway, he's out there having fun while the two guys are having a picnic or whatever. And then suddenly there's an earthquake and they're and he's like, help, help. And they just happen to have a little rope rocket launcher with them. <laughs> Squid launcher. Oh, yeah. So they shoot a rope out to him because he's several yards away and he wraps it around the mm-hmm. handles and they pull him in and a fissure opens in the lake and there's a whirlpool and all the water drains out of the lake (laughs) and then they just kind of go well that was weird and drive home yeah the earth just like opens up for some monster shit to happen and they're like oh well then they just get in their car and drive away (laughs) yep as they return home they are ambushed by agents of Cetopia who are trying to steal Jet Jaguar a humanoid robot under construction by the trio of inventors it's never explained why his name is Jaguar. Jet, I Mm-mm. guess, because he flies. He's got jets out of his feet. I guess. However, the agent's attempt is botched, and they are forced to flee to safety. And in the apartment, they've got these weird decorative cubes hanging in the hallway. <laughs> are chains? they decorative? I wasn't sure if they were like... Yeah, well, I didn't know what the they, fuck they were. They just had pictures... There's. In the little foyer, as you come into their apartment, there are these large, like, foot long on a side or more, one to two feet long cubes with pictures Mm -hmm. on some of the sides hanging from chains, which, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just seemed like a real 70s kind of weird decoration for his bachelor pad. Yeah, maybe, some sort of weird art. Too. Yeah, very weird. But those get used during the fight. Oh, I also wanted to mention, you know how sometimes in certain movies, uh, everybody knows Kung Fu? <laughs> yeah. It seems that in Japan, nobody knows karate. None of the fights in these movies appear to have, nobody has any skill. 
they're just kind of flailing around and punching and there's no it just seems like there's a good opportunity to have a little bit of a crossover with the the popularity of Bruce Lee movies at this time and kung fu movies and there are some Japanese samurai and karate movies that mm-hmm. they could have had some of that kind of fighting in these films like you do with Power mm-hmm. Rangers and that sort of stuff but sure. that is not that is not what you get in, in these particular movies so i think you do get that in some <laughs> uh some of the tv shows that that is later inspired power rangers some of the ultraman type stuff but right but these guys they're just flailing around and nobody's got any martial arts skills and just nobody in japan knows karate i will say though that in this film that when the people are fighting there is music behind it and there are sound effects and we have been missing that in a lot of movies recently (laughs) in these movies like where they'll be just fighting and it's dead silent they're not even like struggling like uh uh nothing it's just like silence and they're just like wrestling and it's so awkward so thank you that there is freaking a score in this fucking movie where when they're fighting and, and the the music in this movie is really good. It's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. The score is fantastic in this film. So yeah, I was so thankful for that. And the sound effects are great. And yeah, cause we've missed that a little bit in the last few movies. It's really awkward. Well, it's awkward and it makes by... the movie feel longer. The music was by Richiro Manabe. So it's not if it's oh it's it is not if it's Kube. that's it was definitely different I could definitely tell it was different and I I really no, appreciated it and I loved it I don't remember I, the, I am an if a Kube fan obviously but I don't remember if it's this I movie do like or this. the next one but I did I kind of had an issue with some of the music in that I think when, it, yeah the next one wasn't as good <laughs> in one of them when Godzilla shows up you know we're used to having that dun 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 dun, dun and we just got kind of a doop that is not appropriate yeah it's like a mouth harp i think it's the next one yeah is the next one where there's a kind of a boing 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 yeah yeah i'm pretty sure um so the two brothers are like cleaning up the apartment but the other guy gets in his little sports car and starts chasing the two spies or whatever they are but they throw a incendiary grenade out the window and manage to get away. Sometime later, Jet Jaguar is completed, but the trio of inventors are knocked unconscious by the returning Seatopian agents. The agents plan to use Jet Jaguar to it's guide them. and direct Megalon to destroy whatever city Seatopia commands him to do. It's an awkward sentence. Goro uh. and Rokuro... <laughs> are sent to be killed that's not damn that's well first they gotta someone kidnap is, them they someone is sent to kill them i think is what they're trying to say while hiroshi is taken hostage they get captured and they get put in the back of a truck yeah and the little scoot that he's on the little scooter is so oh, freaking cool did you yeah. see it he makes a little mini yes little, he's like working really on a little tiny mini bike <laughs> yes i loved it he has a little mini bike that he is working on for himself. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, all three of them are always tinkering on stuff. Uh, but Hiroshi is also a race car driver. We find out later. I'm going back and forth between my notes and the summary because the summary is a little jacked up. 
Um, Megalon is finally released to the surface while Jet Jaguar is put under the control of the Cetopians. So at 23 minutes, we finally see Megalon. Yeah, we get some like spicy uh, costuming with the sheer. It's like a bikini and then like the sheer thing over it. And they're like, with their like leaf heads. Oh, right. Do you know yes. what I'm talking they, about? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so we, we, we get some weird Cetopian rituals. Yeah. Cetopians <laughs> in their white flowy outfits doing a kind of a Mothra very style spicy dance yes very Mothra with a song to try and summon up Megalon yeah but then when the guy is actually summoning Megalon he's saying a chant as if it's like the words that you have to say to awaken Megalon and this is what they are Megalon Megalon wake up Megalon <laughs> I was like well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, He's like, Megalon, wake up, Megalon, destroy our enemies. And I was just like, wow, that whole ritual. And, the, and, and those are the words. <laughs> the thing is, the Cetopians, they are right in this movie. They've been attacked. What do you mean? Well, we're mm. doing these underground nuclear tests without any regard mm-hmm. to what effect they might have on yeah, the people. So from their point of view, mm-hmm. they're being they're being attacked by these nuclear weapon tests. So it, it's only natural that they would strike back using a robot to guide their beetle god. <laughs> their beetle god. Yeah, he's he like he's like a bug with drill arms and a Christmas star sort of on his head. That's exactly what wing. I said. He's got Oh, he's he's also got wings and a tail, which is a really weird combo when you're looking at it. Uh-huh. Yes, I also said Christmas did you, star. Did you think so? Uh, oh, nice. Hell yeah. I don't remember if I noticed his tail so much. But he do, he has like beetle wings, but I don't think he ever actually uses them, right? Does he Does he fly? Well, he uses them to fly. Uh-huh, oh, he yeah, does fly. A few okay. times. I remember. He, he like f- flaps them out. I, I have it written down in my notes too, like exactly when he does it. So I'll okay. bring it up. Because I, I did like his wings. But I thought the, the wings and he kind of has like a Godzilla type tail. Uh-huh. And it was just a really weird, weird, weird combo. <laughs> um, but this is when I realized that uh, Megalon, you know, when we see the bug, I was like, oh, okay. The robot from the movie poster, Jet Jaguar, is not. I was like, oh, well, then who? I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting into this. We're introducing new people. I like this. I like this. New kaiju, I mean. <clears throat> well, Jet Jaguar is definitely influenced by the popularity of Ultraman and similar things. They're trying oh, to bring t- some of that in. Uh, yeah, totally. Where are we? The next note I have are is the pictures of the naked women in the truck. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice the truck drivers have. So they've <gasps> captured... Didn't... You they've didn't notice? The, no. They've captured the... Were they actually naked or just wow. in bikinis? Well, no. They were like, yeah, like, oh, okay. you know, tastefully. Like, like in bikinis. Or like covered pit-ups. up. Yeah. And it's funny because 
When I was a kid, I had an uncle. Well, he was like one of those uncles where he's like your dad's really good friend. So he's like an uncle. But Mm -hmm. he was a trucker and we called him Uncle Doggy. And I remember being in his truck and he had all these pictures in his truck, like hanging up of all these women. And as a kid, I just didn't. I was like, I asked him why he had these pictures of these like girls in bikinis. I'm like, why do you have these? And he's like, because I like them. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like it reminded it reminded me of my Uncle Doggy that these. I'm like, this is so funny. So, so shout out to my Uncle your... Doggy. R.I.P. <laughs> but you know, your eyes should be on the road. Not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when the sea toad, they've captured the two brothers and stuck them in a crate on the back of a truck that one of the Seatopians has hired these two guys to drive to the fish, one of the fissures and dump it in the fissure. Yeah. And what Hiroshi has been separately. What kind of plan is this? I don't know. Hiroshi has been separately captured <laughs> and is getting a lot of exposition from one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some stuff with the Japanese self-defense force trying to you know, fight back. And it just says here, eventually the trio of heroes managed to escape their situation with the Cetopians and re- reunite uh, devise what? a plan. <laughs> uh, so well, damn. He does catch up. Hiroshi somehow gets out and catches up with them the truck yeah, drivers he, he kicks them he kicks some crazy ass first so they're they're having megalon attack tokyo jet jaguar showing them the way the truck drivers don't want to take they hear on the radio that there's a monster attacking so they don't want to keep going the direction they're going they're like can't we just dump it in the lake you should have the same result right and he's like no you must take it where i'm telling you to so they end up throwing him out of the truck but then, instead of just turning around and leaving, they go to dump the crate anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not knowing there's a couple of people in the back of it. And that's when uh, Hiroshi catches up. And they dump the crate, and then Megalon slaps the crate as it's falling. Uh. <laughs> And launches it into the air, and it lands on the ground, not in the water. And it butters open, and they come tumbling out. And this, we were talking about Indiana Jones a minute ago. This reminded me of the last really bad Indiana Jones movie, where he is launched through the air inside of a refrigerator and survives the impact. <laughs> and survives, yeah. It's, like, totally fine. As I was watching it, I said, this reminds me of Indiana Jones in the refrigerator. Oh, that's so funny. Oh man, I also another tiny toy moment that we get in this movie um is, you know, our tiny toy government coming here for the pew pew trying to get these kaiju under control, all the little tiny toy tanks. I, I just love it. I just like hear I see the little Toy Story green army men like go 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
so this was all taking place at a dam and the dam starts overflowing and Megalon breaks through then there's a bunch of flooding mm-hmm. and stuff uh, let's see They the heroes reunite to devise a plan to send Jet Jaguar to get Godzilla's help using Jet Jaguar's secondary control system they have a radio <laughs> control that will override the computer control the kid says if only Good Jet Jaguar thinking. could call Godzilla yeah, yeah. Go and get Godzilla. And he's like, "Hey, well, you know what? We'll try that." <laughs> uh, super. Yeah, and control. at one point, so when when the when the robot is like Ultramaning around in the air, mm-hmm. uh, that's when that's one of the parts where Megalon flap flaps his wings out and starts flying. Oh, okay. Uh, I wrote Megalon is attacked by stock footage because I'm pretty sure <laughs> all of all of the shots of the tanks and the big dish laser gun things <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are all all those shots were from old movies and then it would cut to Megalon being hit by this stuff but um there was just something I mean I had read that they used a lot of stock footage but there was also just a slight difference in the quality that mm. you could kind of tell they weren't filmed at the same time yeah. Also, right, but bo- right before we get to the um the the toy dam, there's that part where the trucker where they're like fighting and the they that guy just he just gives him like the sleeper chop and then like yeets his ass off the cliff and the like mm-hmm. noodle leg dummy that flops down the hill <laughs> made me laugh so hard. It is so funny. It's so floppy. I had to rewind it like twice because it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, then they roll out of that freaking thing like Yahtzee dice out of that <laughs> out of the truck thing. I had I made another uh, note about the music here. I said the music and this is so good. Oh, and then Megalon shoots fire out of his Christmas star head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after uniting with and Japan's... he kangaroo hops. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why he was hopping. That was weird. Me I didn't either. make a note about that. He just starts hop- hopping at some point, and that's how when he's not flying. He yeah, just and hops. it looks like he's. It, it kind of looks like he's throwing a fit <laughs> because of how he hops, like throws his arms. And I'm like, is he, is he throwing a fit or is he just like getting around? I can't tell. Right. After uniting with Japan's defense force, Goro manages to regain control of Jet Jaguar and sends the robot to Monster Island to bring Godzilla to fight Megalon. So this is one of these cases, we've seen this so many times, where suddenly the heroes are just in communication with the military authorities and mm-hmm. without any real explanation of how they got a meeting and they're just suddenly there and telling them how everything's going to work now. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Get control of your robot. That, no problem. Without a guide to control <laughs> its action, actions, Megalon flails around relentlessly and aimlessly fighting with the defense forces and destroying Yeah, he kind of like King Tokyo. Kong's some jets out of the air. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a show where there's someone hardcore dancing in a mosh pit, but it's kind of <laughs> like that. He's just flailing himself around every which way, right. but kind of to a beat because there's really great music behind it. So it's <laughs> just like he like kind of hardcore dances for a second and then just like boing, 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 like bounces away. I was laughing so freaking hard. 
I was like, oh my gosh. I was at a show where one guy was trying to start the mosh pit and the rest of the crowd was like, no, that's not this. This is not that kind of show, dude. (laughs) So he just kept sort of flinging himself at people trying to do the mosh pit and nobody else was doing it. Yeah, just read the room, man. I ended up giving him an elbow. He flinging himself. It was it was like they might be giants or something. It wasn't a punk show. Oh my god! It was That's yeah. So funny. It it was not a show where I expected there to be moshing, and he kept flinging himself into me. So I eventually just elbowed him in the ribs, <laughs> and uh, Damn. I think he stopped. I think he stopped. Finally figured out it was not that kind of a show. Wow! Yikes! It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so funny too. Also, I feel like uh, Gojira looks a little bit different in this movie. His eyes look a little bit different. Like he has brown eyes and then a pupil instead of just like the black and white. Um, and it could be because I actually watched this movie on a really big screen, and usually I don't. I have kind <laughs> of like a shit quality screen to watch them on but also his tongue looked different it was shaped differently in his mouth like they made it a little bit bigger and it kind of had like a little arc so it looked a little more natural and i really love that um but some of my favorite parts about jet jaguar and godzilla um airport traffic control communication just back and forth like jet jaguar just like airport traffic controls godzilla all the info he needs and godzilla godzilla just screeches and understanding and then it's just like here we are. Monster movie fun time. Go. This is so funny. Uh, let's see. According to Wikipedia here, this Godzilla suit was made in a week, making it the fastest Godzilla suit oh, ever shit. made to date. And they did not have time to make the eyes work correctly. Oh, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. The eyes and I could definitely tell it was different for sure. Looks great. It looks great, though. So let's see, where are we? Um, Megalon's flipping out because Godzilla swimming back. The Seatopians mm-hmm. learn of Jet Jaguar's turn and thus send out a distress call to their allies, the Space Hunter Nebula M aliens. From the previous <laughs> film, it says, uh, to send the alien Gigan to assist their allies. Yeah, I was shocked that Gigan was back. I didn't see that well, coming. Yeah, when it's just weird that supposedly these Seatopians have just been living peacefully for three million years. <laughs> but they're in contact with these other aliens who have attacked us before and can ask them to loan <laughs> them Gigan. As Godzilla oh, journeys man. to fight Megalon, Jet, Jet Jaguar starts acting on its own and ignoring commands to the surprise of its inventors and grows to gigantic proportions to face Megalon until Godzilla arrives. The robot just wills himself to get bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we didn't say. We didn't specifically say. He's basically human size through most yeah. of the movie. A tall human, but human size. And then he grows to kaiju size. To fight Megalon until Godzilla shows up, which is also he kind of reminded an me a little thing. bit. Oh, totally, yeah. He reminded me kind of a little bit of the um, was it Gort from the Day the Earth Stood uh, Still, the original yeah. one? Yeah, that's kind of what uh, 
JJ reminds me of a little bit. I think his his head is terrifying. Like size size what? Yeah, his oh, head okay. is weird, but size wise, I mean, his they have him. He's got this really weird rictus Joker like grin on his carved into his face. Ugh, yeah, that I just don't understand the design concept there. Like, is this meant to give children nightmares? I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> Uh, the it kind of reminded me of stand- the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. Yes, yes. From the movie version, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. The battle is roughly at a standstill until Gigan arrives and both Megalon and Gigan double-team against Jet Jaguar. Godzilla arrives, mm-hmm. finally, to assist Jet Jaguar and the odds become even. After a long and brutal fight, Gigan and Megalon both retreat and Godzilla and Jet Jaguar shake hands on a job well done. This is just so weird. <laughs> Jet Jaguar bids Godzilla farewell, and Godzilla returns to its home on Monster Island. Jet Jaguar returns back to its human size and returns home with Goro and Rokuro. It's just so weird this robot gains sentience knows about shaking hands and makes Godzilla shake hands with him because Godzilla kind of looks like at him like, what? Oh, okay. I, I thought I it was... I thought it... <laughs> I was like, are they gonna... Are they gonna hug? And then they, like, shook hands and I was like, oh, okay. And then they just kind of stand there for a second. And, like, I was like, are they just staring longingly into each other's eyes? Like, what <laughs> is happening right now? It was just a very awkward exchange, I felt like. Right. But... Uh, I really, I really loved the, like the, the battles, like the two against two. And then, you know, Gigan and, uh, Megalon would be, um, like dancing and like, it was like, they were like trash talking, like Kaiju trash talk. And they would like, you know, it it, it was really good. And then every good action movie right has like the two heroes back to back like ready to like fight the you know what i mean and we kind of got that moment in in this with the two heroes like back to back like the fire all around them like what are we gonna do and then like fighting you know fighting their way out of it um and we all know it godzilla is the daddy of kaijus and we all know it you know we, we do. It's just it's just the way it is. And he really kicks ass in this movie. I just love the battle so much. I thought they were legendary. And I really liked the uh, mouth grenades. Uh, the bug mouth grenades. Oh, yes. I said, like, just uh, randomly. Like, he's just like... Megalon has hairball grenades, I wrote. Yeah. Spits these hairball grenades. Is this the one where they yeah. use kaiju sign language well i guess it must be kaiju sign language but to me it just looks like jet seems to be communicating like traffic with God- controls well he seems to be communicating with godzilla in some form of sign language yeah uh they don't just uh, yeah. speak like they did a few movies ago Mm-hmm. thank god oh this movie though also has these kind of infamous godzilla tail slide kick Mm. Mm-hmm. that uh, many Godzilla purists are not happy about. <laughs> uh, s- similar to the flying that he does in um, Godzilla versus Hidora. In this one, he just kind of yeah, jumps in I... the air and then slides on his tail with his feet <laughs> in front of him to do a, a two-footed kick. 
at the bad guy while uh, Jet yeah. Jaguar is holding him, holding the um, is it Megalon? He's Jet Jaguar holds Megalon while Godzilla does a slide tail kick, and then he does it again, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> Yeah, I I love Godzilla running too. Like he does this thing where we've we haven't seen him actually run until this movie where he like uh-huh. he like runs back to get, to prepare for that kick and oh right. my gosh, it is so funny. Well, it might be it's, because we got a, it's a new guy in the who's maybe a little younger. Maybe moving faster. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, and then uh, they just, like, after the fight, they're just, like, standing there, broing out, like, uh, and then they walk up to each other. I'm like, whoa, like, are they are they about to hug? And then J.J., yeah, just traffic controls himself into normal size, and they all live happily ever after. <laughs> and the, the guys say, uh, with his mission accomplished, he's reverted to a mindless robot, because now he's only just following Which, orders uh... like he was before. And I'm thinking... You guys need to disassemble that robot immediately. That thing is uh, yeah, dangerous. Yeah, literally my last my last note is, well, if you've seen iRobot, you know how this is just the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, if that thing can just become sentient and will itself to get bigger and then get small again and go back into sort of stasis mode, like you don't know what's going to set it off. They don't seem at all concerned with him slipping in and out of self-awareness and sentience and what sets it off mm-hmm. take him apart break him down melt down the pieces individually <laughs> bury them at a crossroads that is a dangerous robot uh, you don't know what the hell you've done we don't see yeah. jet jaguar i don't think we see him again until this recent cartoon mm. Something that I really appreciated about this movie was there was no romance. Right. Which I felt like, I feel like sometimes like just the romance is like a little unnecessary. Like even if there's like a strong female character, like the scientists or the like news reporters or whatever, like there doesn't have to be like a romance. And there was none of that in this movie, which I thought was nice just to kind of get a break from uh i was a little curious about the relationship between the two guys but there was they just seemed to be friends yeah never know it was the 70s there doesn't have to be anything going on they can just be fellow inventors oh jet jaguar so so it seemed like they were trying to make jet jaguar a thing you know like like ultraman or, like in this movie yeah mm-hmm. but then he doesn't come back and I don't think he shows up again in any of the movies until the recent anime Godzilla Singular Point, which is on Netflix. There's a version of Jet Jaguar in that series. But I don't think he's in any of the other movies. So I maybe he just turned out not to be as popular as they thought he would be. I'm not sure why we don't see him again. I don't think he's even in... Uh, you know, all, uh, what do you call it? Final Wars, where they bring back pretty much everybody. He's not in that one. I liked him. Yeah. I mean, he's terrifying, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are you going to rate Godzilla versus Megalon? I am going to give this four stars. I think I'll give it four, too. Oh, mostly out of nostalgia. 
just from my childhood Aww, memories. Yeah. I thought it was great. Movie. I I loved this movie. This so this movie's battles are I feel like the best we've seen so far. I really liked the like first we get the two on one and then we get the two on two and it just keeps going back and the way they flash between the battles and then what's going on like kind of in the storyline. I just I really loved it. I loved Godzilla's suit. I loved his eyes. I really liked his tongue. I felt like it was much better this time. It just looked way more natural. Um, than it usually does. And, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie, but most of all, I really enjoyed the kaiju battles. I kind of feel like this movie sets the bar for kaiju battles for me as of right now, um, because they're the best that we've seen. And even in the next movie, which we'll get to next week, I just felt like they kind of didn't measure up. And maybe it was because, like you said, the, um the budget. And so they didn't have like all of the other things going on. So they had to kind of, all they had was each other for these like battle scenes. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I really liked it and I really enjoyed it. And I would say not my favorite Godzilla movie doesn't take the cake of Godzilla versus, uh, what was it? Dora, but, um, definitely the battle scenes definitely the kaiju battles were very good so good in this film i they were legendary legends never die anyways yeah four stars next week is godzilla versus mecha godzilla available to watch on hbo but i believe it is also on Tubi. I'm so excited. I can't believe we're at Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Yeah, it's also on Tubi and YouTube and Pluto, free with ads, I assume. But if you've got HBO Max, you can watch it without ads. But it so is dubbed, if that matters to you. There you go. Ladies, gaties, and ladies. Uh, so that'll do it for now. I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.